0: We have no Blue Jays game to break down today. We will, though. After the weekend, the Jays start a three-game series against the New York Mets tonight. But, uh, Mr. Barker, just because we don't have a game to break down doesn't mean that there isn't a great deal to talk about in the baseball world. Uh, Let's start with the boomstick. Mm -hmm. The Tampa Bay Rays. My Tampa Bay Rays, acquiring Nelson Cruz last night from the Minnesota Twins, a guy who's considered to be one of the premier hitters on the, on the market. They also got a pitcher in the deal, and I'm sure at some point that guy will end up, you know, becoming a Blue Jays killer. And then today, today the Tampa Bay Rays turn around and trade Rich Hill. A 41-year-old starting pitcher to the Mets. I, I I suppose there's a chance we could see him this weekend. He's scheduled to, to, to start on Saturday. Uh, turned around and traded Rich Hill to the Mets. Not necessarily a payroll-clearing move. Very little money left on Rich Hill's contract, even by Tampa Bay Rays standards. More simply, the fact that Rich Hill has not been very good in his past four or five starts. In return... Uh, they, a modest return for the Rays. They get Tommy Hunter, who may or may not pitch again. And they get a former fourth-round pick of the Mets, twenty twenty fourth round pick, a guy who can play first, catch second. And as Barker said, a guy that the Rays will probably turn into the next Ben Zobrist. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the guy they will probably turn into the next Ben Zobrist. but um, So, Kev... You know, we we we've talked about this. This is, this is the beauty of what the Rays have done this year. They needed bullpen help. They knew they had infield depth. They moved very early to bring in J.P. Fireisen from the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, it cost them Willie Adamas. But they knew they had a need in the bullpen. They had a lot of injuries. They knew they had a need in the bullpen. They went ahead and did that. Made that move. And then a week before the trade deadline, got Nelson Cruz. And, and this is the thing about I, – I always talk about, about this. I don't like waiting until the trade deadline. If you, if you were the Rays and you know that Nelson Cruz is the guy you want, why wouldn't you pay a little more in terms of prospects – to get him in and get an extra week of him.
1: well, that's like, neat because not not, I, not everybody can give away a, a Joe Ryan and a, and a Drew Strotman. Those are two pretty good pitchers. Like you look at their numbers in Triple A. Well, Minnesota and so, did okay there. Yeah, they yes, did. Sure. Well, they got they, they got they guys they can good. use next year at the big league level. That was the whole deal. Is we'll give you the boomstick, but you got to give us a couple of guys that can help us. And not such a good division. These these two guys can come up, be at the back end. One maybe could be a three guy. One could be a five guy. You could use those two guys at the big league level. It's just the raise way, right? They they get exactly what they want because they have a, a plethora of, you know, talent at the minor league level that they can just go down there and go, okay, we can give away our 10th highest prospect. Yeah, we'll fill him in with another guy next year. We can give away our 17th highest rated guy. Both are pitchers. Well, we got all kinds of pitchers, right? Yeah. We got, we got yeah. a bunch of guys that we can fill in and, you know, that can throw 100 and come out and, and let it eat for as long as we tell him to let it eat and, you know perform at the highest level at the at the highest level in the big league. So this is this is, again this will, if you're in the on the Rays team finally it's not just they're saying okay we got what we got let's go get them. Now they've actually went out and done done something that boomstick. Now if you're in that if you're in that team and you're you watch Nelson Cruz come walking in with a big smile on his face going guess what? I'm here we're going to make a run at this thing. You you got to be you got to be really excited if you're if you're on the Rays team because now Right, it's taken that lineup to a whole different level. Just that guy in the lineup, the opposing team, the opposing pitcher have to figure out ways to pitch around Nelson Cruz. You know, you're not only pitching around him, but you're trying to figure out how to get the guys out around him, which could be that much harder and make that team much better. And now, now they're a really good team. You know that they, they were they were a good team, but now they're a really good team. And le- and let's look at the timing here. They've got a series
0: against. The Cleveland Guardians, we'll talk about that in a minute. They've nice. got a series against the Cleveland Guardians. I know you'd like that name. Coming up. Then they got the Yankees. They're playing the Yankees the same time as the Blue Jays are playing the Red Sox. So if you're, again, this is the, the genius of, of the Rays doing this. So you, you are, you've got a big series coming up, and you're going to have your new guy there ahead of the trade deadline. And I, I get, you know, if you look at the return, for example, and try to look look at the Blue Jays and you say, okay, do the Blue Jays have the type of pitching that you could, you know, you could you, you could put together a deal to match the Rays? I don't, I don't think they no. do. Not as long as Nate Pearson is hurt. Nope. Uh, so, you, wouldn't give
1: Nate, you wouldn't give Nate Pearson up for Nelson Cruz anyway. Not for a year. That.
0: No. But again, so <laughs> the Rays have got Nelson Cruz. Not only do they play the – Yankees this week, but on the weekend they got the Red Sox. So again, this is talk about this, and it to a certain degree the Jays have done the same thing with Adam uh, Adam Simber and um, and Trevor Richards. You know they saw a need and they went out and addressed it immediately. Yeah, what's the, the thing? If if I'm the Jays and there's a starting pitcher out there, and I think I got a chance. Now, I want that guy in now. I want him in now. I want him for the Red yeah, Sox. Again,
1: again, other teams may think differently about the Blue Jays' prospects than the Blue Jays think about their prospects. You've you said that. And, it's... you know, the, the Rays got a bunch of guys that they can choose from and other teams can choose from that are not the top-end guys that they're not going to give up. And yeah. when you've got more assets that you can give up for guys that you think can help you right now, and that's a rental, okay, that that's fine and dandy. Other teams can't do that. And the Blue Jays, you can throw in there. The Blue Jays' prospects-wise when it comes to pitching – they don't have a ton of those guys that, no. you know, they're, they're a little top heavy when it comes to that with the Woods Richardson's and the, and the Nate Pearson's and then there's everybody else. So you got to right? It's, I, I just love it that, that the little engine that could went out and actually did something that what basically what they do quicker than everybody else it does. And, and now they're making their team that much better because they think, right, the what they did last year in the playoffs, which is strike out a ton because they got the really mm-hmm. good pitching. If they can get a guy in there like a Nelson Cruz who can use the entire field, who's not going to strike out a bunch, who can hit good pitching, who you want to come up with two outs when the, when the game's on the line, what better guy to add to your team than a Nelson Cruz?
0: Yeah, he, he really is what the doctor ordered for the Tampa Bay Rays And he's lineup. a tremendous but- human. And, and, and let's be clear, too. The Rays went to the World Series last year. Okay, it was a pandemic-shortened year. We get all that. But the Rays are farther along in their, whatever you want to call it, curve than the Jays are. I, that, that That's apparent. They're a better team than the Jays.
1: Yeah, and also you look at the Rich Hill thing. You say, why did they get get rid of Rich Hill? Well, they got a bunch of other guys that are better right now. You know, his Mm -hmm. June and July hasn't been real good. His last eight starts, he's had an ERA of 4.7. They basically said, well, we're not going to move him to the bullpen. He's 41 years old. We really don't have a use for him. So let's just try and get something for him. We'll take the other team's guy they don't want, Tommy Hunter. You know, you try and eat a little payroll, which is what they do. It's not a ton of money. And then you get a young catcher in there. You can mold into what you want to mold him into. And maybe he'll be in the big leagues in three years from now. So it's just, look, they, they obviously, it's hard to say this out loud because you love them. They think of it way before everybody else does. And and there's a reason why now they can consistently be good. They figured out the game plan. That game plan is when when we don't have a use for that guy, we're not going to keep him around. We're not going to try and figure out ways to keep him on the team. Nope, we're going to get rid of him because we have other guys that are better than he is. And then we're going to bring somebody in here like the younger guys that you can mold and you know so that way consistently for the next ten years they're going to be good and they don't have to you know quote unquote rebuild at the in the American League East because again. It's impossible, almost. Ask the Orioles. (laughs) The the Orioles are never going to be good. Like, never is a strong word, but it's going to be a long time. Because, right, catching up to the Rays, the way they do it. You know, the Blue Jays now seem like they're going to spend a little bit more money, and the Yankees are the Yankees, and the Red Sox are the Red Sox. So, to totally break it down, tear it down, start all over in the American League East, good luck. And the Rays, give it to them. Tip your hat to them. They have figured whatever that is out what what you say, right? The guy sitting underneath the stadium doing whatever he's doing to figure out, you know, how you're gonna cure diseases eight years from now. They do it better than everybody else.
0: Yeah, and uh, and, and again, the timing I think is the, the timing is is really important as well. We mentioned that the Jays will take on the New York Mets tonight in the first of a three game series. Stephen Matt's on the mound for the Jays. Hazel May just tweeting out that Alejandro Kirk Will be behind the oh, plate. Oh, all of our problems are solved. The Blue Jays, all the problems. Everybody in Toronto's <laughs> happy. Yeah, because Captain Kirk is here. That's it. And uh, all those Jays issues are going to magically disappear. See ya. gone. But uh, no great surprise that I, I, I don't think that you would. Uh, I, I just don't think it's a great. Su- it, it's a great surprise that you wouldn't bring them up and let them and let him.
1: But they don't have. Another, they don't have another choice. Yeah. Who, who else? Yeah. yeah. Riley Adams? Huh? Who? What? You're not going to call no, that up.
0: No, no surprise in? you'd
1: bring him out and put him right exactly in. Exactly like right. He's not,
0: a, he's not up here. Pardon me. He's not up here to be the back, and he was really he's good up in the minor here leagues. Split time
1: obviously, he's using the entire field. Yeah. He's hitting velocity. He seems to be healthy, right? He's a decent target behind the plate. He's a he's a quiet receiver. You know, he doesn't move around a ton, which gives away location and what pitch that is. So he's he's going to be. And, and you know, they always say he sticks to a game plan. That whenever they give him the game plan, he's not going to go away from that. It is this yep. if we have it against a certain team against a certain guy, that's the game plan you're going to get. And, you know, you put the right finger down. And he's, for me, he's not up here because of what he does behind the plate. He's up here to give you a little bit of thump and maybe drive in some key runs with two outs when it matters to the bottom of the lineup. He does that. Play him every single day if you want to. Five
0: ninety five ninety is the text line. Um, and uh, you can reach out. And uh, whether you want to talk Blue Jays or baseball in general. I'm interested in your reaction, Kevin Barker. To uh, the Cleveland Indians, changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Now, the backstory of it is: you know, anybody who has access to the internet can check. And the guardians of traffic, or these statues and this bridge outside, outside the uh, the stadium in Cleveland. So it wasn't. I know everybody's first reaction is okay. At least they didn't call them the Cleveland Black Widows or something like that. If they were going to go, you know, if they were going to go with a movie name, right? Mm-hmm. At least they didn't do that. Uh, but um, I mean, I, you know, I nobody is ever going to like a name that is that that, that a team chooses when it rebrands itself. I mean, it's just you're, you're just not. In this case, I think there'll be less dislike because. The name that the Guardians' name is replacing was so just so go. odious. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I better think than that name. There isn't a broadcaster out there who isn't happy not to have to say that name anymore. Uh, I mean, there just isn't. So, but it is it. Having said that, and look, there is going to be a lot of marketing possibilities clearly with it. As a baseball guy, Kevin Barker. Uh huh would playing for the guardians is that something
1: you'd brag about yeah i was in the big leagues i don't care what the name is <laughs> there you go yeah it's again it's better than the name they had before so yeah that you know yep. that that's a little bit of a, a, not a name you want to say all the time but yeah it's Right, it's a. uh, Who cares? Like I, uh, they've obviously put some thought into it. This is the name they came up with. You know, I'm sure it was a bunch of people sitting in a room going, "Come, everybody, come up with an idea and a name that you like, and we'll all put it in the hat. And if we Mm -hmm. pick that same name over and over again, that's probably the name we'll go with. We can, you know, we can use that to its fullest. And you don't take some getting used to saying right, the Cleveland Guardians. You'll have to write it down, I'm sure, to to remember.
0: there's already a team in the in the Chinese professional baseball league called the Fubon Guardians, and they sent out a tweet with oh. like two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, really. <laughs> well, you guys are making a big deal about this? We had this name now. For, we've had this name. We've had this name for a while, but it does. Uh, again, it makes sense from a from a geographical and historical perspective. Yeah. for Cleveland, I kind of you know the the name that of course everybody wanted was the Spiders because there's a little bit of a historical tie-in with that. Um, you know, the, the name that makes perfect sense to me would have been Lakers, even though I know it's already been taken, but you know, what do you think of when you think of Cleveland? I think of the Lake, uh, so, but, but guardians, I like the spiders. That's good too. The spiders would have been spiders would have been been good, but I don't, I, I listen, I'm, I'm sure there's some some world famous branding expert who was involved in this. And I'm sure they had some sort of study that showed folks between the ages of 12 and 50 don't like the name spider. I I don't, you know, I I don't know. I, I, I think the name, it would have been cool to have a historical tie in, but if you've got a geographic tie in, then then I'm okay with it. Yeah, but I'm sure you no... You got a no, geographic tie-in. No okay player
1: cares it. that it says Guardians across the front of his jersey because he's in the big leagues. He's playing for a big league team. No, and Cleveland should be cool, really, though. really good the next his couple of years, will, right? Because they got some really yeah. good pitching all the time. Because kids will think it's cool. And my, I guess. A, my old I like the guardian. Spiders, though. That's, that's a catchy name. Cleveland Spiders. Get it down, get it singing. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: There you go. Uh... Dan in Georgetown says, I think of a crap football team when I think of Cleveland Guardians. It does sound like it. It does. It it does kind of sound like a name. It sounds like a name that Disney might come up with for their, you know. Yeah. It's like everybody else's team.
1: And then over there is the Guardians. Guardians, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's and of course, it. predictably, it's great. You know, the, there are several people tweeted out right away. Look at Cleveland's bullpen. You know, the Guardians they oh, can't guard a lead. Blah blah blah, wow. et cetera, et cetera. Can't guard the line. But I listen. I I th- I think the name is cool. Um, cool.
1: It's it's like yeah,
0: I like it. I it rolls off the cool, tongue.
1: Cool. Cool's a stretch. It, 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 rolls it, off it the is tongue. what it is. It's better than the other one. than you know that's what they came up with. I just you know, if they'll make it a lot easier to to handle the Guardians if the Guardians are good. Right, yeah. There. Okay. Yeah,
0: I know. It's <laughs> just. Uh, but anyhow, so there. There, there you go. Uh, congratulations to the folks in Cleveland. At least they they got rid of that. They got rid of that name, and now f- henceforth we can just call them the Guardians. There it is, and you don't have to cringe. Mm. So there you go. Uh, speaking of not having to cringe, how about we're it? To be jo- your favorite, <laughs> we're going to be joined in a couple of minutes by the legendary yes. former manager. He's of the on Toronto the other Blue side Jays. of the mountain. I heard too. Yeah. He's someplace, man. He's someplace, man. John Gibbons will join us after the break. We'll talk to Gibby about it's that time of year, right? It's it's a trade deadline. What's a clubhouse like around a trade deadline? Now Gibby's Gibby's managed clubhouses that were sellers. He's managed clubhouses that were buyers. And, of course, he's also managed a clubhouse, remember, a couple of years ago, wasn't very happy when nothing got done Mm -hmm. by Alex Anthopoulos. So he literally has had an experience managing all these these different clubhouses in these different settings. We're going to tap into it. John Gibbons is next. This is Baseball Central. Seven ten is the first pitch tonight. Dun, 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 dun. Steven Matz will be in the mound. It's not seven oh seven. I think it said seven ten on the uh, on the update. It says seven ten right here. Uh, it, doesn't, it
1: doesn't matter. Be it, two well, it does matter. It's three minutes. It Depends on how many balls you throw in a bullpen or when's the game start, coach?
0: Uh tune in six thirty to to, to <laughs> Blue Jay Central. That's it. And just hang in there. How
1: many games start at seven ten? I don't know. It's a. It's a. It's
0: a. It's a, it's a, it's a solid oh, how many question. games start
1: at seven o seven? All of them. That start at seven. There it is, confirmed. Seven ten. Must be a New it's York. In New thing. York, and yeah, they need the extra three minutes.
0: To, <laughs> they need. It. Need the extra three minutes. Put <laughs> the them to the extra fifteen
1: hundred fannies in the in the seats. I don't know.
0: Anyhow. It's seven ten. Uh tomorrow's a night game as well. It is seven ten. Taiwan Walker against Youngjin, the and then Ross Stripling against <laughs> TBC. That and, might be Rich uh, Hill. Could be Flipping Rich Hill on the big s- slow spinning curveball. Rich Hill just acquired by the Mets. He was scheduled to start for the Rays on Saturday, so one would assume. I, I mean, I I, I guess you he would extra days to rest him in here. Give him that, yeah. Let him start on. Let him start on Sunday against against Ross Stripling. But as as we mentioned, as we mentioned, the uh, you know the the Jays lucking out, I guess, and that they miss Marcus Stroman and and Jacob DeGrom. So uh, there you go. Boy, this this is going to be a lot of fun. I haven't haven't spoken to this guy for a while. He's no. been on just about every other show in this
2: station. Yeah, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't never seem want to come with, on
1: this show, does he? He doesn't want to come on with us. Maybe tell you something, what he thinks of us.
2: I think maybe. Oh, oh you, guys still, you guys still aren't paying me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on, man! Hey, hey, we gave you restaurant
2: certificates. What, yeah, yeah, what go, more do you want? Golf passes. You got restaurant more certificates, guys, <laughs> you guys, man. You guys doing okay? Hey, but nobody's asked. What are you talking about? Nobody's asked. You know I'd be out here. Well, You're we on we all some, the we time.
1: Got, we got turned down so many times we stopped asking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How
2: you guys doing? All right. You back in studio? What's going on? I hear that. Well, well one of
0: one of us is. I'm I'm at home today, but I I've, I've been back at studio most of the time. So yeah, we're gradually oh, yeah, opening man. up here. All vaxxed, good,
2: all tested, all sorts of good stuff. I'm glad you got that Trump vaccine, man. That's important. <laughs> that's
0: it. That's huge. <laughs> that is, that is, that, yeah, that, that's definitely, that, that's the first person I that's thought of when step. I was, first person I thought of when I was getting a needle stuck in my arm. I thought yeah it's but, great. Know, uh, yeah,
2: but you know, it might it, that the Trump vaccine might have might have affected Biden a little bit cuz he's I mean he's out of whack. I mean he's like he's half a <laughs> he every time he steam. So I think it affected him in a negative way,
0: you know, but <laughs> let's just move on. I yeah, just yeah, move yeah. On. we're like going to baseball, <laughs> bro, boy. Yeah, we're we're going to well no, we're going to we're going to get we're going to get in trouble if we if we uh, you know, if we uh if we continue to Actually, we won't get in trouble No, no. I, no. I no. no one. No one. I cares. will. Yeah, well, boy, and that would be different, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, hey, uh, tell me something. We, we've we seen the Tampa Bay Rays make a couple of moves right now. It is a week away from the trade deadline. What's it like for a manager? You know, we always talk about fans and media. They want trades. They get excited, players. But what's it like for a manager? Because it seems to me you've been in situations where you've managed teams that are sellers Manage teams that are buyers, including that 2015 team, um, and then you know, frankly, you've probably also had teams where the general manager didn't do as much at the trade deadline as players, or you may have liked. What's this week like for for a manager?
2: Well, JB, you know it's well, it, it's big and it, it's exciting, you know, and uh, you know, it is, you know, they can. Make, Different teams make different moves. They don't always work, but, you know, it, it is a psychological lift because, you know, everybody on your team, and everybody in the stands, all you guys, everybody knows what you have a pretty good idea what you need, right? Does that mean you always get that? No. But if you sit idly by and your team's in the thing, it, is kind of, it can be deflated. I mean, you go back to, you know, in 2015 we made all those moves, but you go back the year before that, basically the same record, same spot, a lot, a lot of similarities. I can remember being down in Houston in, in uh, who was Batista and somebody else got interviewed because we didn't make any moves and, and uh, You're right it was Casey uh, you know, Jansen. Yeah, okay, they were yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, well, he's always complaining, but you know, <laughs> it, but he did. Players, play, players, they don't, they don't like it, you know. And then they turn around the following year, and that was that was for uh, budget limitations. But then the following year, Alex, it, you know, kept some money aside for just that purpose, and he ha- he had some and was able to, you know, to. The swing the David price deal with that extra money and then of course the Reyes you know tole kind of kind of washed out but it, it was to- so different and, that, and that, that but there was very similar circumstances better team in 15 no doubt but you know it kind of it gave everybody a jolt you know and um, and then you know then sometimes you'll sit back and like well we made a token move or to say we made a move but it, it wasn't impactful at all you know really what goods that you know so yeah, I, psychologically, I think it's a big thing. And and, and if there's a glaring need, you know, and, and you kind of address that, you feel good. It doesn't guarantee anything, but, you know, it may, you know, kind of sends a message, hey, hey, we're with you guys. I, I think it it, you know, it sends just a bigger, bigger message to the fan base if you want to know the truth. Yeah, I give you – I've never
1: <clears throat> been on a good enough team to be a part of that, but I would think the chemistry part of it is, you know, sort of a, a big deal when you bring in a new player – I get your thoughts on who, who is, who's, what job is it or what player or coach or manager's job is it to sort of gel that together and say, because, you know, when one guy comes in, somebody that's already there is probably not going to play as, as much that, that part of it, how hard is that? And sort of whose job was that to sort of say, it'd be okay. You're still going to get a little bit of your playing time, but it's, this guy's going to get a little bit more.
2: You know what I, I think you know, Bark, I think it always comes down to the manager. You know, you you uh, you know, you get you get a lot of your coaches, they gotta do the dirty work, they got to put out some fires and all that. But if something that's impactful is gonna affect a guy, you know, is it playing you know, playing time's huge in the big leagues, you yeah. know? I mean you and I, I had you and I had that argument all the time, you know, how come we did not play anymore? Well that's, you're right. That's a great question. I, I was probably too done. Yeah, but I mean that the only way you make it establish yourself if you get a chance to play in the so if you're sitting there on the bench, like it's going to affect somebody, somebody's going to do it. You're going to have to, you know, that comes down to the manager because you know what, you know, it's, that's too important not to, and, and, uh, but generally, you know, that that's a glaring weakness on your team that you, if you address that sometimes they'll ship out that other guy that was there, you know, and, and uh, or, you know, who, who knows, but I, I think, uh, it's never easy because you're right. And it gets, it gets lost all the time. So, you know, this positive move. It definitely affected somebody else in a negative way. Yeah, and you can't dismiss that,
0: John. I'm wondering, without giving away any names, were there deals that you and the coaching staff that it does it w- would just say, "No, yeah, we don't, we don't want that guy. We we hear bad things about him, or or whatever."
2: Now you know what, uh, Jeff. You know I'd, I'd have to think about that, but. Uh I do know one thing, you know, uh, you know, over, over time when I was there, my second go around, you know, with Alex and, and uh, you know, we, we, we made some moves and we brought in some guys that were probably a little disgruntled, maybe had some, be, you know, some, they, 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 they want your best eggs, put it that way. Right. <laughs> and if you're not, one of, if you're not one of the, uh, a, a great personality or fit in the club, Alex, you better be a damn good player. And these players were kind of questionable anyway. So, uh, you know, uh, one thing we learned over, over time there, you know, you can get you can get certain talent, but they also they also got you know they got they got a mix, man. They got to fit, they got to be pretty. You know, it doesn't mean they have to be good guys, but you know what, they can't be themselves selfish pricks that just don't you don't know, want to. They're doing it all for themselves. So, so we we kind of learned that as, as a group. So I, I guarantee there was times I said, you know, I've heard this guy's a real idiot. You know, is he is he that good? Where he's going to make a difference if he's not. You know, so yeah, that happened. I can't be, you know, I can't I'd have to sit back and think about that a little bit, but, but generally, you know what, you, you, this, that, that good player, if, if he can, well, even if he's, it's, it's kind of a rental type deal anyway, normally for a couple months, you know, you'll, you'll sometimes take the heat or take the the crap, if the guy can make a difference in your lineup.
1: Yeah, I give you this may be an unfair question because I don't really know how much you've been watching the Blue Jays. You know, it's sometimes hard Mm -hmm. to get the same station all the time where where, where we're from. So I just get your impressions on what you think, what you thought thought about the Blue Jays so far, and are they closer than people think they are? Because, you know, they're, they're, what are they, five out of the the wild card? It's a lot. You know, they're, what are they, eight and a half out of the, the division leader you know, it's, it's quite a bit of of a mountain to climb there. Do you think they're that far away that they can make a run at this thing?
2: Well, you know, but to be honest with you, I haven't watched them a whole heck of a lot. You know, I, I, you know, I, but I, I think I've watched them enough. In in, in uh, you know, I like their lineup, man. You know, I know I know a lot of those guys there. You know, and and they they're coming into their own. You know, they're energetic, enthusiastic, and they got a chance to be really, really good. That's not necessarily just my opinion. That's kind of the baseball world, you know, with the yep. Guerreros and Bichette. So. You know they, they they got a good core foundation. You know, but one you know one thing we
1: you know we we like to
2: live off that two two thousand and fifteen year, don't we? You know, but I guess mm-hmm. that's it. You know, but if you go back to that year, I mean, we had the, maybe the, probably the best offense in the game. You know, but yet we were still basically a five hundred club because we didn't play defense, right? You know, and then we were, we were running Colabello and Valencia out in left field, and we, we were doing some things. And Reyes up the middle couldn't move anymore. So it didn't matter how much run, uh, how many runs we scored. We were still basically a 500 team because we didn't play defense, you know, and, and it, you know, we all, us three right here sitting here, you know you got, any sport, if you're going to win anything, you got, you got to play de- good defense, right? Mm-hmm. At least adequate. And so that was a big gaping hole for us. Then of course, Tula Whitkey came in, then Ben Revere in left field. And it made it in, uh, it, it made a huge difference, you know, in, uh, and you also and you also got to pitch, you know. And of course, Price was that answer, right? And, and a couple of bullpen guys. So I couldn't tell you know. I knew they. I think I believe they've had some injuries in the road in their pit on their pitching staff. That that's going to mm-hmm. be key. I mean, you're not going to win without that. And uh, in, in defense, defense, I've I've heard that's kind of a uh, it's it's a shady area for him. I, I couldn't tell you exactly. You guys would have to tell me if I'm right or wrong there. But you got know I do know one thing. You got to play both those sides. You can do that really well if you're going to win anything, but they got a good core. They got, they got a, a good and it's young. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't see why they couldn't do anything. You know, they got there last year in a, in a kind of crazy kind of year. So they, they, they tasted that a little bit. And, uh, yeah. The future looks bright. Yeah. But you know, the, those things.
0: Yeah. You're right about, you're right about the defense. That's been a going concern all year. You mentioned a name there, it, there in that 2015 team that I don't think ever gets enough credit. And and, and that's Ben Revere. Like I understand, everybody focuses on Tulowitzki and and David Price, and certainly they were you know they were big contributors. But Gibby, the defense he gave you, the at bats he gave you, his ability to control the strike zone and make contact, I, I just think sometimes people forget how important yeah. an addition he was to that team, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: hey, hey yeah, B, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, yes, he uh, and he did it quietly because he wasn't. You know, he'd been around the big leagues. I mean everybody knew who he was, but he was overshadowed by those other guys. Uh but when he of he, he made you forget those other guys playing defense out there. You know, you remember those balls would go up and I mean oh, it, yeah. it, it it was it was an adventure. I mean it, it, it was costly, you know, and in uh, whether it was in left field or right field, depending on who we were playing where or what. And so he had and, you know, Ben still had uh, you know, put him in left field. I mean he had he still had great range. So he now he's taking away hits. You know, he's not hoping they Get you out, I mean now you're taking away hits, and that makes all the difference in the world, you know, uh, but you're right, he kind of and you're you know what he wasn't hit much, I don't think when he got to us, but he you know he he hit pretty good, you yeah. know once once we got him, I think it was kind of a shot of enthusiasm for him too to get a get a new look and uh you know and he and he always had that speed element you know that you could do some things with, so yeah he 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 flew by under the radar when he probably he well I know he deserved more credit than he got.
0: Gibby, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much. Great to uh, great to hear your voice. I trust you're keeping well, and everybody's good out there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're down here just uh, you know things are kind of back to normal. You know, it, uh, you know I miss all you guys up there, believe it or not. But uh, you know I'm glad everything's back to normal. It's been a crazy couple of years. You know, it's kind of scary. Yeah,
1: it has. Yeah,
0: well, well, hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we we'll get to see you in person at some yeah. point soon. It'd be great. Gibby, thanks all right, boys, for doing take this. Take
1: care. Man. The good work. Thanks for coming Stay on. Stay safe.
2: Uh, uh,
0: bye bye, John Gibbons, former manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. Gibby's a beauty. Got yeah. his Trump, got his Trump shot in there. How about
1: that? Saying Biden walks around with his eyes closed all the time. Only only Gibby would throw that in there on, like, on the baseball was, show, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, we listen. We used to have we used to have so much. The, the, two things you could have a chuckle talking to Gibby about. One was politics. And the other was his love for music because he loved like Triumph. He was a Texas kid, so he yeah. grew up with a uh, ZZ Top and the you know the, the the Texas bands. But he he loved Triumph. But we we're in uh, we we're in Baltimore one road trip, and I and and um and I just I I walked past. It's one of those the stupid gag gift stores. Yeah, and uh, they had a mug there, and it said George Bush: the best reason yet for Canadian citizenship. <laughs> and I kept staring at it, and I'm thinking. Should I get it for Gibby? You
1: should have got it. I didn't, though. You should have. I
0: should have. I've always regretted it. You I've should've. always rege- I'd have, regretted it. That
1: would have been money well spent. Yeah. I've seen all sides of Gibby. He's yelled at me. He's he's uh, hugged me. He's walked down the, the the tunnel with me. He's, you know, basically held me when he, when he got me up, set me down, got me up. Mm-hmm. I went up and struck out. And then he's like, so sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah okay you're not the one that struck out and then he apologized to me so i've seen you know i've seen all sides of gibby well gibby Gibby tells a great story about
0: um uh about uh, i i think that i think they were in Texas, and for some reason they were out taking early b p and um and and the president george bush it was the Former president of the Texas Rangers was there. Yeah. I don't know what he paid a visit or something like that. So there's all these secret security people all around him, and I, I, I don't know if it was Bob Elliott or somebody uh, said, "Hey Gibby, you know the president's over there," and they tried to arrange a, a meeting. They got it, and and of course their sense of humor. Right at one point, apparently, and this this story is too good to be checked <laughs> out. But at one point, apparently. Gibby made some sort of comment about the Secret Service, and Bush said, "Oh yeah, I've got a I got a secret signal with them. Watch what happens when I do this." So he did this, and <laughs> the Secret Service guys came running. That's awesome. That is awesome. And you could just imagine. You could just. Gibby be getting ben joke in. slammed. <laughs> it
1: would of <have> been tremendous.
0: <laughs> oh God. Anyhow, we will uh, step away and come back with more Baseball Central on SportsNet Five Ninety The Fan. Don't forget that Baseball Central moves to a new time on Monday, five to seven Eastern, two hours before first pitch for three weeks as uh, Tim is Tim and friends are off. Tim's taken his, his award for hosting on a national tour. So uh, no, they're off for the Olympics and for the, um, and for the tennis. So we will be on from five to seven. If there's day baseball, we will be on two hours before the game. So if that would mean if there's a three o'clock start, we'd be on from one to three. See how it works. Oh, boy. And, uh, so we'll take you. Uh, we'll take you right off the first pitch as we as we bring the boys home and uh, the Jays will be back home a week from today. A week from today. It's also the trade deadline. That could be just a. As I said, it could be two thousand and. It could be 2015 all over again. But in order to get to that point, uh, Mr. Barker, the Jays need to take care of business against the New York Mets. Steven Matz will be pitching tonight. One of the reason the Mets got rid of Steven Matz was they just thought that he was not they just didn't think that he was mentally strong enough to pitch in New York. They thought or it got struggle in
1: New York's a better way struggle to struggle in New there York. It is. Yeah, that's that's better. Yeah. That's better. Cuz if you're really good, anybody can it. play in New York. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's that's that's, yeah. A, that's a better way to put it. Um so what do you what do we need to see from Steven Matz tonight? The Mets are 48 and 44 or the Jays are 48 and 44, the Mets are 50 and 43. What do we need to see from Steven Matz tonight? And we already talked about this. Alejandro Kirk will be in the starting lineup, according to Hazel May. How do you see that working out?
1: I think it's okay. Look, he, he if he's got good command with the sinker, you know, it seems to me like occasionally he'll have three different haters. He's got one that runs. He's got one that's straight. He's got one that sinks. Me personally, I'd love to see a lot more of the sinking one. He can throw the sinking one because it does. When it's sinking, it's a really good pitch because it's 96. But he doesn't always have good movement on it and for whatever reason. Now, that may be on purpose, right? He's trying to go into a righty. He doesn't want to front hip it. He doesn't want to get them to throw their hands up. He wants it a little bit straighter because he can command it a little bit better. Me, you know, he can miss, doesn't have to be as fine with it if it's moving more. So that would be the first thing. It's the obvious things, right? It's the strike one. It's the efficiency when he gets to two strikes. You know, he's got to be making a little bit better quality pitches with two strikes. We've seen what the Red Sox have done to the Jays' pitching with two strikes, is they've hammered that stuff. Now the Mets aren't limping in here offensively. They're they're they've found a little mojo, right? They're Since, doing some things.
0: Well, they've uh, they have scored seven or more runs four times in their last five games. That includes a seven nothing win on Wednesday. Going into the All Star break, they were twenty ninth in the majors in runs scored with three point seven two runs per game. Since then, they're fifth in the majors. With an average of six point six seven runs per game, the bats have started, and yes, that's a small sample size, but the bats have started to come around a little bit
1: yeah, now i'm sure I'm sure Steven will be facing a couple of lefties. He'll have to be good against those guys right That should be a little bit of a break to him. He throws hard enough, he locates middle away enough against the lefty can expand with one of the secondary pitches. Now, the change up against righties that'll be a big pitch for him too, but he has to establish the heater. The sink on the heater, not so much run, not so much straight, more sink to it. If he does that, he'll give you what Steven Matz gives you, right? It's not going to be excellent. It's not going to be probably awful. He'll be somewhere in the middle. The middle hopefully is, excuse me, getting them through the first time through the order because that's usually Mm -hmm. when the Blue Jays, especially when they've never faced a guy before and they've never faced a guy throwing for the Mets before. So they'll have to, right, see where it's moving, how hard he throws, what he throws with two strikes. They'll have to be able to time that up you know, be able to get in an athletic position quick enough to be able to recognize where it's at, arm slots, all of the things that you have to look for when you're facing a new guy, that's up to your pitcher to, you know, match that other guy until that your lineup figures out ways to start getting it down and getting it singing. But these are games they have to have, right? It's, you know, the, the Mets aren't a great team. They're an okay team. You know, they play good at home, but they're not a great team. And and the the guys, they don't have pitching – Right, the Taiwan Walkers of the world. Okay, you, that means you just got to bring it a little bit. You got to start swinging at your pitch a little bit more. But think of what you could
0: have been facing if Cindergard, and, and 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 Degrom huh. were healthy, and, and you're not and facing those Stroman's guys. Turn turning the rotation. even
1: to that even to that further to that point. Right, just guys that need to step up have to start stepping up and carrying the team. And yep, right. I said what they need 42 wins to get to 90. Probably not going to do that, but they can make a run at this thing, make it legitimate. They're in it in September, right? When September 1st rolls around and maybe they'll add a couple of moves to go with what they already have. But what they already have for me still first and foremost has to start and always will continue to bring it. And, you know, it starts with the Springers and the Vladdies and the Bo Bichettes and the Marcus Simeons and the Teoscar Hernandez and whoever's on the mound. The the other
0: thing to keep in mind or something to – I guess, bear in mind, as this series starts tonight, the, the Mets have made a deal with the Rays for Rich Hill. But uh, you know that this is one clubhouse. You think, think about what the Mets have done. They've made that deal for Lindor. They've got an owner who isn't afraid to spend and who wants to win. They've got an owner. Actually, they have an owner who's more like George Steinbrenner than the Steinbrenner who's currently running the 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 Yankees. Let's be clear. I mean, New York, the Yankees are are, are shaky right now. I saw how they lost last oh. night. My God, I cannot. Four
1: wild pitches. You saw that? Holy moly!
0: When's the last time you've seen the Yankees run out a reliever? Who, who? Bark. I, I watched them. I, this dude's scared. Not, like, not against the, the Red respect. Sox for sure. You, I, Aaron Boone. Anyhow, I you know look there's there's all sorts of stuff going on at that team but you know the Mets players are coming into this series thinking if we can put the pedal to the metal here we may be able to force our front office's hand and 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 make an ad you know make an ad something else to keep in mind is the Jays are 13 and 2 in interleague play this year against the National League East so if you're a Jays fan thank god for that because if you didn't have that those 11 if you weren't plus 11 against that against the East. Team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's more you should be more happy that you're not facing the, the number ones and the number twos that the Mets have that they can throw out there because of obvious reasons that they're not healthy enough to to be able to pitch. But again, we, we need to stop talking about what the other teams don't have. And the Blue Jays got to step up like it's time, right? If you, you know, want to go where you ultimately want to go, it's nice to say, right, that we need to add some pieces. But the guys that are already here, they're good enough, especially that lineup, right? And the, the the couple of pieces that you've added in the back end of the bullpen. And, you know, Jordan Romano does throw hard, right? He's He he does throw hard enough that you can use him in the highest leverage situations and put him in the right spot and maybe not overuse him all the time. But when you do use him, he can bring it. But he, they, those when they get the ball, they have to be as about shut down as possible. But... You got to score a bunch of runs, right? We we talk about how good their lineup is. It just seems like when when push comes to shove and they really need their lineup to step up, they don't always do that. Well, their lineup right now has to show up. Let's see it.
0: Five ninety five ninety is the text line. I'm going to go into the text line for a few minutes here. <laughs> Apparently the Cleveland Spiders. Dave and Pickering, I hope you're right because I have no intention of checking on this. The, the original Spiders were one of the worst franchises in history. Okay, we could, I guess, we could always check on that. Mm. As for why Cleveland didn't pick the name Spiders, uh, in, 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 instead of uh, instead of Guardians. And uh, Charlie in Roncesvalles wants to know if the razors so perennially excellent. With some development depth, they could go out and acquire whoever they want to so, still blah, 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 blah. Why aren't other teams copying what the Rays do? You
1: know, it, it's, I mean, that's an easy answer for me. It, t- it took forever for the Rays to be like this, right? They were, they were mediocre for a very long time. And when you're well, mediocre, and, you get chances to build up things like they correct. build up now. And now they have assets enough to go out and get pieces when other teams don't have that. Yeah. Well,
0: and they 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 are still they are still living off bad years. You know, they're still living off the yeah. Chris Archer deal with with getting Austin Meadows and Tyler Glasnow. Like, but I also will say this about the Rays, and 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 Charlie, I I think. Keep in mind that the Rays are doing this out of necessity. Uh, they don't attract a lot of fans to the ballpark. Uh, we can get into i ver- I don't want to get into debate about that. But the fact of the matter is the Rays are doing this because of necessity. It's the same thing with Moneyball. It was a different... It was a way for a, for an operation that wasn't going to be able to spend a lot of money on players to find value and to look in places where other teams weren't looking. But Bark, Bark is right about about Tampa Bay recently. I would argue in the past 15 years, they, they have had a knack of making the right calls on players at the right time. And they have an ability, it seems, to identify particular areas, especially when it comes to pitchers, particular areas of strength, you know, I mean, Jeff Passan and people like this have written, uh, 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 like, like, like Passan have written this for a while. They will find a guy. They will find a guy with one pitch and one pitch only, and say, "How can we make that better?" Or we can take that pitch, and if we use that pitcher in the right situation, that pitch is going to play. That's what they've done with a lot of their relievers. They've got. Different guys for different situations. Yeah, you look
1: at the guy they got with Nelson Cruz, the Calvin Foucher guy, who's 25 years old. The first thing that popped out to me when you look at his stats the guy, he, he's pitched 30 and two thirds inning this year. He's got 42 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing the Rays the way you know them, they're looking at the same stat I just looked at and went, Whoa! Now, How's well, he probably, getting those guys Exactly out right. Can we add to that, simplify it, maybe have him throw one of his really good secondary mm-hmm. pitches more? Maybe we can adjust something he does mechanically to make him throw a little bit harder. Now, all of a sudden, we got him. He can come in in the sixth and seventh inning and do that. Yeah. That, that's the sort of thing that's that your, you're talking about. They, is they exactly. take it to a whole different level than everybody else does. Yeah,
0: I, I, and I remember Alex Anthopoulos told me one time about whenever the Rays make a deal, he said I'm always interested in the other guy. Like when they make a deal, I my first reaction is okay, who's the other guy they got? Cuz there's always another guy. Yeah. There's always another guy in the raise deal. You know, like even JP Fire and Drew Rasmussen. You you look at Drew Rasmussen's numbers. You look at what people are saying about Drew Rasmussen. There's always that guy that comes along that they get value out of him. And it yeah. doesn't mean the guy goes on to be an all-star, but you know, maybe he gives them a good month yeah, yeah.
1: Or, or a good two months we'll, or a we'll, good three months. We'll take Tommy Hunter off your hands if you throw in Matt Dyer. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing, right? Where we can mold yeah. that guy into whatever we want to mold him into. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And you know that, I mean, again, get, the guy may not be an all-star. I don't know, but was it Joey Wendell going to be an all-star when they got him? I mean, they have a habit of doing that with guys. So, Mr. Barker? Five to seven on Monday. Get ready for it. Two hours of me, Bark. Two hours of me. Can you handle it? Can you handle it in the same room? You're going to have to. Two hours? Two hours? All right. Forget Baseball Central. Five to seven Eastern. Starting Monday for three weeks. Writer's Block is next.